Welcome back to the Bulletproof Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, DFB Encounter. You can follow me on Twitter at DFB Encounter. You've probably been wondering where I am, where I've been. Why has the podcast not been back for, I don't know, since early July, late June? I can't remember exactly the last day of the last podcast, but it's been a while. And the reason for that is that my life kind of got flipped upside down. <laughs> You'll notice this isn't my regular podcasting studio. You will not see Saquon Barkley and Lamar Jackson on the wall behind me. In fact, now you'll see Windows, unfortunately. Sorry about that, by the way. You will, uh, it's going to be a while before we get rid of those Windows. It's probably going to be, I don't know, another month or so. I made a life-changing decision. My, my wife and I made a life-changing decision to pack up our children, quit our jobs, and move across the country. So that's what we did. We now live on an island. That is why I am wearing my island attire. Also, I'm not working right now, so I didn't really feel like getting dressed up because it's a lot of work to get dressed up. It's really easy to just throw on a Hawaiian shirt and a cool hat, which by the way, this is a cool hat for anybody who's wondering if it's a cool hat. It's very cool. Anyways, we got some changes coming. This is going to be the last foray in the current podcast format where I go through a deep dive on a particular player or a couple of players. We're going to be switching things up. I think you're going to like the next edition, the next, uh, the next version of the podcast. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's gonna be helpful, but we're gonna save the really deep dives for the patrons. Those are those are the guys that want them and gals, guys and gals that want them. So we're gonna save the deep dives for the patrons. We're gonna go a little bit uh, more conversational. We're gonna have some guests on that kind of thing. It's still gonna be unique. It's not gonna be like every other podcast. I hope. Well, at least I don't think anybody's doing podcasts like what I have planned. So we'll find out. Hopefully you like it. Anyways, today what we need to talk about. I've been alluding to it. For weeks now, maybe months. I can't, I've lost track of time because I now live on an island. I am on island time. Never know what's going on. I don't even know what day it is most of the time. We're going to talk about Joe Burrow because you're far too low on Joe Burrow. I'm sorry to let you know, listener of the Bulletproof Fantasy Football Podcast, but you're too low on Joe Burrow in Dynasty Fantasy Football, particularly. I, I'm not, I don't hate his redraft ADP. I think, I, I think his redraft ADP is fine, but his Dynasty ADP is absolutely absurd. And we're going to dive in. So let's go. First thing I want to talk about, playerprofiler.com has a fantastic website and they will tell you the percentile of every player's college QBR, every quarterback's college QBR. Joe Burrow ranks 99th percentile with a 94.9. He had one of the best college football seasons we've ever seen. His college yards per attempt is 10.897th percentile. This is an elite player, or at least he had an elite season passing the ball, that is. So then one of the other things I look at is PFF passing grade, peak, and age adjusted. So when we look at his peak PFF passing grade, Joe Burrow comes in fourth all time among first round picks. It's pretty good. 94.1 PFF passing grade, fourth all time among first round picks, all the way back to the beginning of PFF. Incredible. His Cubase. Cubase is like the main input or was the main input of my quarterback prospects. It's a prospect model that comes from football outsiders. I didn't necessarily use it the way that they intended it to be used, but I, I did use their numbers in my process and Joe Pearl smash. Well, he didn't smash. He was very good. He was above average. He was well, he was well above average in Cubase. Cubase does not take into consideration the Konami factor. Konami ability, that's rushing ability for a quarterback is a cheat code. That's where the Konami phrase comes from for those that don't know i believe that was coined by rich rebar and joe burrow has it and a lot of people don't realize that he was like a sneaky konami quarterback in his 2018 season he had 399 yards in his 2019 season he had 368 yards it's pretty good seasons pretty pretty good seasons that's rushing this is a rushing quarterback not 
not a rush only quarterback. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Kyler Murray from a rushing standpoint, but he's every bit Patrick Mahomes from a rushing standpoint. Patrick Mahomes is sneaky, sneaky Konami as well. Aaron Rodgers, prime Aaron Rodgers fits in this category as well. There's a lot of guys that fit in this category where they're, they rush enough that it matters. They don't get all their points rushing though. Like I said, this is not Lamar Jackson. This is not Kyler Murray. Not that Kyler Murray gets all his points rushing, but I digress. What I'm trying to say is he has the ability to rush the football and that matters in fantasy football. And that is one of the things we like about Joe Burrow. Then he goes first overall to the Cincinnati Bengals and a star is born. Voila. We have a brand new superstar in our midst. All of this leads into Joe Burrow being a bulletproof prospect, which is really good. It's very rare to be a bulletproof prospect. Dating back from 2003 to 2018, I have 16 total bulletproof prospects. 16 total, all of them, 16. That's 15 years of of NFL drafts, 16 bulletproof prospects. We have one per year on average at the quarterback position. And of those 16, 12 of them so far have qualified or have had multiple quarterback one seasons, multiple top 12 seasons. That's what we're looking at from Joe Burrow. That is what we're expecting from Joe Burrow. Multiple top 12 seasons. It's a 75% hit rate on top 12 seasons. And then he goes out in his rookie year and he is every bit as prolific as we expected. I have, I have a tweet here. You'll see it on the screen in the YouTube video. If you are watching on YouTube, I am projecting him for a borderline best rookie season of all time. I'm surprisingly not terrified of it. This is in response to someone saying Tom Burrows, FF underscore Tom B. I don't think he tweets much anymore. Wouldn't be surprised at all if Burrow is a top five dynasty UB next offseason. I tweeted my response to this on August 22nd, 2020 at 12.19 a.m. I do a lot of fantasy football late at night. I'm sorry. I'm a CPA. I'm an accountant by day, except for right now. That's why the outfit. Anyways, and then what happened? Joe Burrow went out and put up the fourth highest yards per game since 2003 among first round picks. He was incredible. The highest yardage, like passing yardage per game goes to Justin Herbert, class of 2020. Tough crowd. (laughs) Sorry, Joe. (laughs) You weren't even the best yards per game passer in your class. Justin Herbert was number one. Patrick Mahomes is actually number two, 284 yards. He only played one meaningless week 17 game. So I don't know if he really counts. And then Andrew Luck with 273 was third. And then Joe Burrow with 269 yards per game was fourth. This was a prolific passer. And I know that you're, I know what you're going to say. He's a compiler though. Some folks, some folks think he's a compiler. I can't, I cannot change their mind. Maybe he is. I don't know. The Bengals passing a hell of a lot is kind of the reason that we like Joe Burrow so much in the first place kind of the reason I was projecting Joe Burrow for a best rookie season of all time was because the Bengals passed the ball so much. Since Zach Taylor's been there, they passed the ball a lot. So if he's a compiler, I'm fine with it. Fantasy football is about compiling stats. He ain't getting replaced. This isn't a running back compiler where we're like, well, I don't know. The backup might come in. The backup ain't coming in. It's Joe Burrow's job. But I don't think he was a compiler. I think he was pretty damn efficient. In fact, when we look at things like passing grade, PFF passing grade, Joe Burrow comes in with the seventh highest grade since 2003. That's pretty friggin' good among first round picks among first we're talking about among first round picks in this stat seventh highest grade among first round picks since 2003 that's pretty good and then another metric that i found to be fairly good like fairly high correlation fairly not like crazy fairly high correlation to career success is qb rating from pff in which case joe burrow again ranked seventh pretty good pretty pretty good and i think that matters to me That definitely matters to me. So the next thing that I look at, PFF had this great article a couple years ago. I think it was Kevin Cole, someone someone along those lines, wrote this article and they talked about the differences between the stickiness of performance, whether it is a clean pocket or under pressure. 
And if you use clean pocket as your basis for basically any metric, any QB metric with a clean pocket, it is much stickier. It's much more predictive of the next year, of the future. So we look at passing grade per kept clean. Here are the best quarterbacks. This is not only first round picks. This is the best rookie quarterbacks ever in the PFF era. Number one, Russell Wilson. Number two, Matt Ryan. Number three, Robert Griffin III. Number four, Dak Prescott. Number five, Joey Burrow. When we're looking at things that matter, Joe Burrow smashes, smashes the boxes into tiny little pieces. But I get it. He can't throw deep. He can't throw deep. I don't know if you guys know, but he can't throw deep. He has a bad arm. He's a weak arm with baby hands. He can't throw deep. Except for that time that he threw deep really, really, really well. In 2019, in college football, he had a 99.3 PFF passing grade on deep passes. Best I've seen to be honest one of the best we've seen anyways his 60.2 completion percentage that year <laughs> came on an average depth of target of 30.2 yards i had to double check that because it seemed surreal that's what they have on the site i don't know i'm no expert i don't watch the games who am i kidding but just keep in mind a 60 percent completion percentage on passes that travel 30 yards down the field this is not a player that cannot throw deep this guy can throw deep just fine but i get it it's just one year that year they had Justin Jefferson, future rookie reception or receiving yard record holder. They had Jamar Chase, future fifth overall pick, transcendent prospect per DF bean counter. I get it. That year was special. What about the year before when he sucked? I don't know if you guys remember this, but the year before Joe Burrow let the world on fire, everyone thought he sucked. He was maybe, maybe a late round prospect. Maybe, probably undrafted. But even in that 2018 year, on deep passes, Joe Burrow put up an 89.9 PFF grade. Because of course he did. He's good at passing deep. So get out of here. The outlier is actually 2020, not 2019. Among quarterbacks that year, 2018, he was quarterback 18 in college football. I don't know if you know this. There's a lot of freaking quarterbacks in college football. 18 is really high. And that is among quarterbacks that threw at minimum 10 pass attempts. 10 deep pass attempts. Burrow had 64 attempts. It's not like we were dealing with a small sample for Joe Burrow. Anyways, the other thing we should talk about, his rookie year. Remember I mentioned he had like three or 400 yards rushing his two years as a starter in college? In his rookie year, Joe Burrow averaged 3.16 points per game. That is plenty points per game on the ground for elite seasons, for elite fantasy seasons. No, he's not Lamar Jackson. No, he's not Kyler Murray, but he could be a Patrick Mahomes level rusher, which is not to say he's great, but Patrick Mahomes gets two or three points a game on the ground as well. Most of the top 12 quarterbacks get a couple points on the game points per game on the ground. The ones that don't get points per game on the ground are guys like Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins and future Mac Jones. These are guys that are not QB ones. I don't know if you side rant for a second. Tom Brady had like 4,600 yards and like 40 touchdowns last year and finished at like QB 10. Like you need rushing production in today's NFL. Joe Burrow has it. I'm in no way worried about it. Yes, I might be a little bit worried about it this year because coming off this knee injury, I don't really know enough about knee injuries, but from what I've seen from the Twitter doctors that I follow, we see running backs come back from knee injuries and they're fine. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an injury analyst. I'm just looking at the numbers. So what should we expect going forward? This is the real question, right? What do we expect out of Joe Burrow? Why are we too low on Joe Burrow? Well, I need to tell you, if you're looking at Twitter or at uh YouTube, you're going to be able to see this chart, and it's pretty slick. We have a chart from our running backs don't matter. RBDM. 
fm.com that shows past frequency. And in particular, this one is past frequency over expectation in 2020. This is not just with Joe Burrow under center. This is all of their quarterbacks. So even when they were trotting out some of the worst quarterbacks in football, they still passed well over about well over average, or at least Joe Burrow offset it. I never really dug too deep either way. It doesn't really matter. The point is that they pass a lot. When we look at, without getting into all the details, watch the video on YouTube. You'll see the, the, the graphic. Basically, we have a whole bunch of scenarios in which case did they pass over expectation or below expectation? And they go 9% over, 3% over, 1% over, 0%, 0%, 6% over, 9% over, 21% over, and 5% over. On all plays, cumulatively, are 5% over expectation in passing. This is a team that wants to pass the ball. The coaching tendencies have said we want to pass the ball. And to illustrate this further, did you like roster rostering? Russell Wilson, first half of the year last year, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. If your answer is yes, then I would like you to look at the next graphic as well. This is early down pass frequency, weeks one to 11. This is Joe Burrow's weeks. We have Seattle blowing everyone out of the water, which is hilarious because they've never done it in the past. It was completely new. And then after, at some point midseason, they took Russell Wilson out of the kitchen and uh, their, their early down pass frequency went down a lot. We have Russell Wilson, first half of the year, when he was absolutely dominating fantasy football. We have Deshaun Watson, dominating football. And then we have Patrick Mahomes, dominating football. And then we have Josh Allen, dominating football. And then we have Joey B, Joe Burrow, dominating football. Well, he wasn't dominating football. He will dominate football because his team is going to pass a lot. Since Zach Taylor took over in 2019, the Bengals have averaged 38.5 and 37.3 pass attempts per game, ranking 6th and 10th in that period. Joe Burrow played 10 of those 32 games. In the 10 games Joe Burrow played, they pass a lot. A lot, a lot. When we saw Joe Burrow leave the starting lineup after his knee injury, we saw the pass rates tank. Not tank, but come back to average rather than being top of the league. That tells us that Joe Burrow was the catalyst behind this extremely high passing attack. So when we're talking 6th and 10th, we should be expecting that as the bare minimum. The bare minimum. Joe Burrow is the catalyst of this football team. They let him chuck the ball all over the yard. And then we saw, in the last couple of years, the Bengals paid a bunch of money to re-sign Tyler Boyd. They drafted T. Higgins at the top of the second round. They drafted Jamar Chase 5th overall instead of an offensive lineman with their quarterback coming back from a gruesome knee injury. They were like, yeah, we're good. We need more passing weapons. We want to pass. This is a team screaming from the rooftops that they want to win the game through the air. There's no way to read the tea leaves other than this team wants to pass the ball. Their actions tell us explosive offense is on the way. They are going to feast through the air. And honestly, some of you seem to be walking around oblivious because you're clearly way too low on Joe Burrow. Oblivious to what the Bengals have been telling us since Zach Taylor took over. Beyond that, beyond the tendency of the coach, beyond what they have demonstrated to us that they want to do, we have supporting cast with Tyler Boyd, who is a good slot receiver. There's no denying he is good at football. Then we have T. Higgins, who some of you seem to be a little bit uncertain of. He is only going into his second year. We can most people are not willing to say with any certainty. I have a sophomore comp process. We went through all this on the T Higgins video months ago, but just to re rehash <laughs> kind of what the expectation is for T Higgins. We have AJ. This is his sophomore comp. So this is based on his points per game, his rookie year, PFF receiving grade, his ADP trends, his prospect grade for me. We have AJ Green, Keenan Allen, Hakeem Nix, Jarvis Landry, Juju Smith-Schuster, Dwayne Bowe, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup and T Higgins. Every single player on this list has at least 
a top 12 season. Most of them have multiple. All these guys have multiple top 24 seasons. This is what we should expect from T. Higgins. T. Higgins is the wide receiver for Joe Burrow. And then, like I mentioned earlier, the Bengals went out and drafted Jamar Chase. I just put up a, a um, an image on the YouTube, and it is a, an excerpt from the Bulletproof Fantasy Football Rookie Guide of Jamar Chase's profile. Jamar Chase is a box bastard. He, he checks every box. Go back and watch the Jamar Chase video if you haven't seen it. He checks every box. Everyone we could look for. He actually comes out graded as a transcendent prospect. I want to tell you who the transcendent prospects are because it is absolutely jaw-dropping. Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, Andre Johnson, AJ Green, Braylon Edwards, Jamar Chase. I cannot emphasize this enough. Joe Burrow is going to be throwing the ball to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase for the bulk of his career, or at least the next 10 years, probably. One or, one of the two or both. If it's me, I want the guy that's going to be feeding the guy who's <laughs> comp to Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, Andre Johnson, AJ Green, and Braylon Edwards. That's the quarterback I want. And you give me a little bit of rushing on top and a high-volume offense. I don't know. Why aren't you drafting Joe Burrow higher than you are? Uh, anyways, it's only possible that Joe Burrow gets the bulk of his career with two of the best wide receivers in football. I think it's probably likely that those guys end up being two of the best wide receivers in football. This may be the best duo in the NFL as soon as 2022. They're not going to be this year. Jamar Chase is a rookie. Expecting anything more than rookie year production from a rookie is foolish. Cue the Kyle Pitts fade, by the way. So <laughs> with Joe Burrow, we are stacking a great prospect profile with an elite rookie year and then melding that with the top of the world pass volume an elite supporting cast and sneaky Konami ability. And Joe Burrow is a threat to be QB one overall any given year, except for this year, but any given year after that, he is a threat for QB one overall. He's going to have repeated top five appearances. You need Joe Burrow on your team. You are far too low on Joe Burrow.